0: this is stephanie ortega and you're listening to the remix movement podcast hello listeners thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the remix movement podcast this is stephanie ortega and i'm super excited to be here again on this wonderful week of july I feel like July is going by really fast. There's a lot of things going on, and I'm just blessed to be able to continue and progress with the podcast. Louis does say hi. He's working, but um, you'll definitely hear from him probably before the end of the weekend or on the weekend. So in our last episode, um, Louis and I were able to start our very first mini-segment, and the mini-segment is basically called Dating with Purpose, and we took one of our listeners questions that was sent via DM and we were able to go ahead and talk about it from our own personal perspectives and then go ahead and apply a biblical perspective from the Bible. So I thought it was a very wonderful new idea. I thought it was uh, definitely allowing us to be able to bring God Um, And talk about God's standards versus the culture and the society we live in right now standards on dating. I think we're going to do more of that. So I'm really excited. The episode challenge for the last um, episode 50 was if you can relate to the listeners question, go ahead and think about it and consider the biblical advice that we talked about. And read more about that topic, read more about sexual sin in the Bible. If you are in agreement with our standpoint, both personally and biblically... Um, Just pray for your friends and your family members who are struggling with uh, questions that have to do with dating that have to do with moving in with a boyfriend and girlfriend or just, you know, if they're considering maybe even having sex before marriage, just pray for them and allow the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to them. So in today's episode, if you saw on our Instagram and Facebook stories, I'm really excited because we're doing our first remix interview for season three. So this season three, I said, why don't we go ahead and continue talking about relationships? Why don't we go ahead and continue talking about, you know, how God can be involved with our relationships? And I'm excited to have my sister Alicia with us. Alicia, thank you so much for taking the time to be on this episode. Hey,
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm really, really excited to do this. And, you know, I was thinking about it and Lewis was like, hey, if you want to do it, ask your sister. Maybe she'll say yes. And I really think that what we're going to talk about today, a lot of our listeners are going to either have it in common because they are siblings themselves, or if they they don't have a blood sibling, um, I'm pretty sure everybody has one best friend or one person that they consider to be more than a sister or more than a brother. So I'm, I'm really excited just to talk about our Sisterhood and our relationship and just how it progressed from childhood to now. So thank you, Alicia. Hey,
1: you're welcome.
0: All right. So, um, Alicia, how old are you and uh, what is your relationship status? I have to ask these questions. These are intro questions, okay?
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm 26 years old. Uh, I'm the baby of the family. So Stephanie is three years older than me. Um, And my relationship status is taken.
0: Taken
1: however you guys, Yes, yeah, however you guys stay in a
0: relationship Oh, okay, because I'm like taken That sounds like the <laughs> rapture Like God no. took her <laughs> No, no, we, we know uh, Well, not we, but I know your boyfriend So hi, Nick, if you're listening <laughs> um, But yeah, she's in a relationship She's three years younger than me But we are very close And I'm really happy that our parents Were able to give birth to us At that uh, age group um, I know they I don't know they say that they always plan it but I don't know if that's true or not I don't know if you can plan that what do you think Alicia
1: yes of course you could plan something <laughs> like that I believe so okay <laughs> those are things we have to plan for
0: well listen you know Lewis is uh, 14 years older than his sister and that's a huge age gap like that obviously we know like Lewis is an adult and Gabby is like 20 she's gonna be 21 or 20 this year um but i think with us it's really cool to know that like because we're so close in age i think we have a lot more like uh bond like we're easily able to talk about things because you know when i was going through dating you were not that far behind right and when i graduated college you were not far behind and, you know, like, I feel like because of our close age group, we have a lot of things that we can just, like, be transparent about, we can talk about, and, uh, and I think that's, like, really important when it comes to, like, if you have a brother or sister that's, like, really close in age, right?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I because we're girls Oh girls. <laughs> well, yeah that's
0: true too So like other people that are sisters Around like five years or three years of difference They're going to have a lot of commonalities Right? So I think that's like really fortunate of us I'm really grateful about that So I do want to ask you um, how are you dealing with the coronavirus pandemics? What has been the effect of it, positive or negative? Like, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what you're going through.
1: Um. Okay. So during this pandemic, I can honestly say, I mean, it does have its pros and its cons. Um. Definitely. Um. It has affected the fact that I have not been able to go to work for quite some time now. Um, but the positive side to it is that even though I haven't been working, I've maintained busy, whether that means going to the gym, whether that means staying at home and finding something to do, like reading the Bible or just setting time alone to be um, sometimes looking at um, church sermons that I look at. Um, and I just try to keep busy, to be honest with you. I do spend most of my time either at home or with my boyfriend. So it has been a lot of company for me with them. So that's what I've been doing, trying to keep my mind going.
0: Yeah, that's that's really important because I know, like, a lot of people are just dealing with the struggle of the coronavirus pandemic, and it's really hard to keep a group of people with you that are, like, lift you up and encourage you. So that's really good but um at least you were able to graduate right uh tell us a little bit more like I know because I went to your graduation party I was there yes um but you did graduate with your bachelor degree in early education right and and when was that I want to say it was what May
1: yes it was in May and that was something that I have always wanted to have done so I did get my bachelor's in education and it is an Actually, elementary education, not really um, childhood. Oh, but it's yeah, it's actually elementary, and so I'm really happy about that because that was a stepping stone I wanted to go ahead and check off of my list. Um, but yes, I was very proud, very happy that I made it. It wasn't the usual ceremony, but we made a nice party and we made it happen the best we could.
0: Yeah, so what's the difference between early education and elementary? Is early education like preschool?
1: Early education, uh, when you do early childhood, is basically like your little baby. till so like, they're one or two, three years old. And then oh. when you go to uh, elementary, you go through kindergarten to stay.
0: Okay, so that means that you can possibly get a job um, when, you know, things get better. And you can get any grade between kindergarten to sixth grade or fifth grade?
1: I want to say it's for fifth. That's what they told me. But I'm sure you could do up to sixth. But eventually in the future, I would like to go maybe a little bit higher till middle school. Whoop, whoop. But those are my future goals.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, Guys, if you guys are in college, keep pushing. My sister was able to graduate even in the middle of the pandemic. And if she can do it, you can do it. If you have a strong support system and you have a goal, you can be just like my sister.
1: Yes, very (laughs) true. (laughs) I know. We
0: talked a little bit in season two with uh, Sarah. And Sarah was telling us that, you know, she's a teacher right now. She got her first teaching degree. And she says that it's really, really hard to deal with the fluctuation between in-classroom and virtual school. But I know with you, right before, not right before, right? Yeah, right before the the schools, I guess, closed down or shut down, you were an aftercare teacher, right?
1: Yes, I was.
0: So, so tell us, like, how did that work? Like, did you enjoy it? Was it a good experience? It was, like, your first time, like in, like, that teaching field?
1: Yes. So, an aftercare teacher, like, you see or you're around kids of many different ages, and like I said, because I'm in elementary, it varies from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade, and what they normally do is that you oversee a group of 20 kids, and so I really enjoyed it because I'm more of a hands-on person. So being able to see all the different kids and see their excitement and do like arts and crafts with them, go outside and play with them and do a lot of like intra-activities was very fun for me. Uh, I really do miss it, I'm not going to lie. I honestly wish that I was there because they really do make the day go by a lot faster and I had so much fun with them. So it was amazing and I just pray and I hope that this pandemic goes
0: by Because I, I really do miss that Yeah I mean that's honestly I I really like that Like over the years Seeing you grow up Because I'm an older sister so I've seen you grow up But um, <laughs> <laughs> Like seeing you grow up I've always seen like you've always been caring You've always had like a Like a heart for like the younger kids You have a lot more patience than I do That's your gift not mine um but i know that'll help in the future you know when when my babies come and and they can have auntie lisey with them you know you'll be you'll be able to kind of use the skills that you have from your aftercare and from your future teaching jobs and your substitute and all that other good stuff that god has prepared for you that'll be like a stepping block for when you have your nieces and nephews yes i'm excited for what's
1: to come in the future amen (laughs) so we
0: titled this episode soul sisters and i know (laughs) for some people mostly guys they're gonna be like that sounds super corny and it was really funny because like there is a backstory guys to the reason why it's called that and i want to ask alicia go ahead and tell us like Why is that our name for us, for our relationship, me and you? Like, where did it come from? And that way people know, like, that's why it's named Soul Sisters.
1: So it all started because me and my sister uh, used to sing in our church, right? But before that, we used to sing in our house in front of the mirrors. And we used to think we were this um, sister group called Mary Mary. And just like Mary May, they are two sisters and they do praise and worship songs. And what we used to do is we just used to, you know, take our little hairbrushes and just start singing. And so I guess that's where the, the soul sisters came about because we were like, you know what, just like Mary Mary, we always wanted to create our own CD. And we we're like, you know what, we're soul sisters for life. Like, this is the bond that we've had, this is a bond that God has given us, like the gift of singing. that has given us that you know idea of soul sisters
0: oh my god alicia this is gonna sound so retarded but i'm honestly crying (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry i don't know what's going on (laughs) i didn't mean to cry honestly it's just like i'm thinking back and as i was writing these questions for the interview like i was just like i i don't know why like it's so good to to think back and remember, like why that name is so important to us. Like, even though like it started when we were younger, and we're gonna grow up, and I moved out, and I got married, and all these other things happen. Like even Lewis knows we're soul sisters, <laughs> and of course, it's just like I honest to God don't remember how old we were when we picked that name. <laughs> But I remember we had such a passion for singing. We had such a passion for, like, just having a good time. I remember mom and dad would get so mad at us because we would have the radio on so loud. And we would have the boombox playing because it was a boombox back then. It was a little box. You put the CD in and my parents bought me when I was younger and we lived in Miami, this boom box that you could put five CDs at the same time and it had a radio and it had like input, not Bluetooth, input where you would need the aux cord to connect it. But I remember um, we would literally have that blasting every Sunday morning right before church and we would have it blasting and we would be singing in the mirror after school I mean, it was just such a beautiful thing because if I look back to that time and and just see that oh, I'm gonna cry again. This sucks. <laughs> it's just Good memory. It's it's you can see so much innocence. You can see so much God. Like you can see like two two young girls like on fire for Christ, and that's such a beautiful thing. And I feel like if. If anybody listening has a special bind, if you guys created some weird name when you were younger, if you, if you guys had a passion for something, for us it was prison worship. Maybe for you it's uh you know drawing, or maybe for you it's you know playing dress up. Whatever it is, those moments matter. Those moments matter, and they leave like something beautiful that I feel like even when I when I get old and I'm like eighty years old. And you're right behind at 77, right? Is that three years younger? Eight, nine, ten. Yes, 77. Like, we're going to look back at each other. We're going to see each other and be like, oh, my God, we're the soul sisters. I mean, I think at one point we honestly thought that we could get like a record deal and that would be our name. <laughs>
1: listen we didn't think we had very big ambitions and dreams it's okay to dream big okay (laughs) it
0: is and you know what i know if you were to put a mary mary cd right now and me and my sister were just chilling at home i would not have a problem picking up a brush at the age of 29 and just like jamming it out with a mary mary song with shackles if you've never heard of it it's amazing I mean, we we danced and we sang and, and God was there. And it was beautiful. And I'm sorry for crying, but it really is. It's just a beautiful memory. I'm so glad that we shared that. <laughs> um, But as we mentioned, um, our dad and our mom were pastors at a church uh, years ago. And we are considered pastor's kids, PKs. And I want to talk about how there's a misconception that Christians and even people who are not believers uh, kind of believe that if you're born and raised in a Christian home that that's it you're automatically a Christian and um, and I know that that's not true and I, and I hope people that are listening know that that is not true in order for you to become a believer and saved by God you have to be able to recognize who he is and have an encounter and physically accept him say with your mouth confess that he is Lord So for me, I shared before that I received Jesus Christ at the age of eight and it was a beautiful thing, but I had to do that on my own individually. So my question to you, Alicia, is when was the day and how old were you when you decided individually that you wanted to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?
1: Wow, that's a tough one, because I (laughs) still this day, I don't remember the exact Age I was, but I could remember how it happened where I know you went up, we were in church and they had asked the question at the end of the service, like who would like to accept Jesus as our Lord and savior. And so I didn't know quite what that meant, but I saw you walked up and I was like, Hmm, I wonder what she's walking up to. And so I'm sure I'm almost certain that it may have not been the same day that you did. But as I was thinking about it, I had to ask mom and dad. I had to ask you. I was like, what did you do? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so um, I'm not really sure what age, but I do know that I was probably almost like when you got older, probably when I was maybe eight or nine, I did the same thing. But I fully had to understand what it was before doing it because I didn't want it to be like, oh, my sister's going up there. I should go too. I wanted to understand what it was before doing it but I do agree that just because you do come from a Christian home or that your parents are Christians doesn't necessarily mean that you're like forced into it or that you have to be a Christian yourself like you truly have to understand the fundamental um, concept and you have to understand like what it is that you are doing and that it is a relationship that you're trying to build and not just call yourself something that you're not you get me yeah. So, yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> like I said, I can't remember, can't remember the the age, but I do remember that I, I did research. I did my research. I did my, you know, understanding of it before I went ahead and I did it. So, yeah,
0: and, and that's the important part, you know. Like, it's not necessarily the day, but the fact that you remember that you did have like an encounter with God, that you were able to acknowledge, like God is so much bigger than me, and I can't live my life without Him. And you know, like I, you know, we we grew up as pastors' kids, and like I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because I think it's really important, you know, for a lot of people that may be listening, that it's not just like, oh, well, I go to church, so I'm a Christian. Like, you you can't just go to church, go to youth ministry, go to sunday services you know go to a bible study and just because you're there consider yourself a christian because being a christian is actively believing and trusting a new relationship with god and confessing with your mouth that he is your lord and savior that no matter what happens he's gonna be the person that you're gonna run to when you have problems and that you're gonna seek for guidance and that you're gonna be able to say you know what God, you're my Lord, and you're my Savior, and you are in control of this, and I surrender to you. So, I mean, thank you for sharing your experience. I really liked it. (laughs) Um, You talked a little bit, um, briefly, about self-care. And I want to talk a little bit more about it, because I think this is really important, um, not just for girls, but for guys as well. Um, When we were younger, I know we used to have a lot of self-care together. And a lot of the times that we, well, not just me and you, but me, mom, and you, (laughs) uh, we made it a girl's thing to go get pedicures and go get manicures. And during that time, I think it strengthened our bond because we were making sure that we understood that, hey, we're worthy of value and we deserve to be pampered and we deserve to look beautiful. So we need to take care of this outside body that God gave us. But at the same time, It allowed all three of us um, to just be able to talk to each other about like, you know, school, about work, about what we're going on. You know, even if it was something like, I don't know what color to get. Should I get sunny, uh, sunny, sunshine, yellow? Should I get ocean blue? And it just allowed us to grow a deeper relationship with each other. So I want to ask you, what's what what do you think about self-care bonding moments when it comes to relationships with other girls or with other people, like what kind of self care bonding do you do um, with others, and and how
1: do you think it
0: affects your relationship?
1: Self care, <laughs> um, I would honestly say that I'm mostly—I know this sounds bad, but the self care that I do is mostly gym. I love gym. Like I'm—I could be there. I try to do it at least four to five days in a week. So, Physi- um, physical
0: fitness, though, right?
1: Yes. Definitely oh. physical fitness is, like, my number one go-to. Mm-hmm. Only because, of course, like, it gives you energy, you feel better, you're more active. Like, it just get it makes a difference when you wake up and you go to the gym versus, like, waking up and just not doing anything all day. Yeah.
0: And it's- but
1: I, I would definitely say that that's, that's my number one go-to.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we know the Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's really important that part of self-care is not only taking care of your pamperingness and making sure that you look good, but also taking care of your physical fitness and your health. And and I know you're also in the business for Monet, which does self-care for hair and skin, right?
1: Yes, Definitely.
0: Okay, so talk a little bit more about that, because we may have some listeners that, you know, they've seen some of the other people show it off, show the demos, but what is Monet really about?
1: Okay, so Monet goes, of course, a lot of people know what Monet is, and they think that it's just like hair products, skin products, and all of that, right? But Monet goes deeper in building relationships, which is why I love the company, because, I'm not gonna lie, any business that you start will, it's not easy, right? And when I, when I, before I did Monet, I, I went ahead and I tried the product first, right? And mm-hmm. um, so I've always been a big person on how my hair looks, how my face looks, like, I didn't like getting pimples on my face. I didn't like my hair, the fact that it had not been growing for so long. Mm -hmm. So I I basically did my research first. I watched a whole bunch of videos, and I went ahead and I tried the product before I even became what is called a market partner, right? So I tried the product for about at least eight, nine months, and then I had actual girls from church, that they went ahead and they told me about it, and they're like, hey, you've used the product what do you think about it? You like it? Why not go ahead and just share that to a lot of girls out there, and even guys, so they have things like products for men. Yeah, guys, go get that, that with- Monet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why not share that with every other person, right? So, like I said, Monet is a business, right, that allows you to have freedom, but also allows you to have an income through Wi-Fi. Like, you could be at the pool just relaxing on a beautiful sunny day and you could still be making money on your phone through wi-fi so it's very flexible it's very nice and like i said the products work for every different hair type every different face type and like i said if you want to know more about it if you want to go ahead and you know one day get like coffee or any drinks or anything like that I'll definitely go ahead and love to have a time where I could sit with you and just talk to you about not only the products, but being able to build relationships with other people, which I think is a beautiful thing that the company has set.
0: Yeah, it's very important not only to show that your products are helping out with, uh, with hair and skin, but also to show, like, this business is more than just the products. It's about the relationships. And and I think that's a really, really good thing. So don't click. Uh, don't hang up. Don't, you know, get off of the podcast yet. At the end of the podcast, we'll give uh, my sister's handler, IG handler. Is that what you call it? Handler or IG name or whatever it is on Instagram. I- <laughs> and uh, and then you'll be able to send her a DM. And for the guys out there, when she says coffee, It's not a date. She has a boyfriend, okay? She's taken. So just want to clear the air for that. You know, she's not trying to set it up so she can have a date or two. She wants to make sure that you are aware of the business she's in. I got you, girl.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, we were talking about how, you know, we grew up in uh, a lot of closeness, right? And one of the closeness that we had was My sister and I shared a room together for almost all of our childhood, okay? And it may seem like it sucked because, you know, if I'm a teenager and I have my sister who's like, you know, 10 years old, and I'm like, oh man, I just wanna hang out and do things, and I can't really do it because I have to bring along my sister, that was not the case most of the time. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I did have that feeling just being real. But it, it was so good to share a room at the end of the day because it allowed us to share so many memories together. And when I say together, I mean like physically <laughs> together. So uh, the first time that, you know, I had my first kiss, so she probably knew about it. The first time that I got invited to a, a girl's preteen party, she knew about it. The first time... That uh I got my ears pierced, she knew about it. The first time I did my own ear pierce, uh, she knew about it. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was fun. Uh, most of the time when I look back at it, it was fun. And not a lot of people really do understand that. So um, you know, who was the first person I told when I got engaged, Alicia? Me. Yes, I did. I told my sister literally the first time and only time that I got engaged. Um, and and it's just like I said, it's a special bond that you create because what happens is you get to see that person grow. So I'm pretty sure I got to see my sister grow from, a, you know, a little girl into maturity, into dating, into an adult now. And my sister got to see me growing, uh, you know, from when I was younger to a teenager to even when I got engaged, to moving out of the house. And it's a transition, okay? And sometimes what happens is that a lot of people, especially siblings, whether you're a boy or a girl, or you're a boy or a boy, or a girl or a girl, you you have the tendency to think that it's better when you get your own room, right? You think, well, once I get my own room, I'll have my own privacy. And once I have my own privacy, I'll be better off because I'll be more independent. But that's not the case so much with us, because as much as I remember it, when we had our first rooms, I tricked my sister into getting the better room when we lived in Miami.
1: (laughs) Alice, do you remember that? Oh, my
0: gosh, let's not. I literally tricked her, and I got a room on the other side of the house, and she got one that was closest to the driveway. And when we, you know, would have thunderstorms, she would go into my room. Or when she had a bad dream, she would go into my room. Or if she just didn't want to sleep in her bed, she would go into my room. And it just goes to show that if you're in close... If you have a close relationship with someone, you're gonna want to continue to pursue that relationship, even though you may be physically distant from each other. And and I, I want you to talk a little bit about this, Alicia, because I think from your perspective, I think it's gonna it's gonna share a lot with um with our listeners on how to deal with when somebody you care a lot about and somebody that you share a lot with all of a sudden has a physical distance with you and you have to try to go through that transition. So for you, it would be like, you know, me living with you and then finding out I'm engaged and then all of a sudden moving out of the house. Like, talk to us about how that went. Did you miss me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. You know, in the moment, you you never take it for what it is. Like, people usually say you take things for granted. And so they happen and then you're like, oh, man but um definitely i would say that everything happens for a reason and um, during your time of like bonding with a sibling as much as people always say like oh you're the annoying sister oh you do this and yeah you have your fights and whatnot like i think that that bonding time to be with your sibling to like laugh and joke around and all that like it was very healthy like we always don't get me wrong like we we have our times and whatnot but to be able to laugh, to be able to joke, to be able to tell secrets, to be able to hear about like our ups, our downs and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. it was really good. And, um, we did have our times when we did sing at home and we went ahead and we just acted crazy and whatnot. But, um, it did get a little bit sad when, when you did, um, get engaged. And when you told me that it was time for that moment in your life where you were going to move to the next level. And of course, like I said, in the moment, you never really feel it until it's gone. Like, it's true when people say, like, you never know what you have until it's gone. And it was true. Like, I I was coming to terms with it, and I was like, wow, I'm going to, like, my my sister is going to leave me. I'm going to be the only one. I'm not going to have anyone to talk to anymore. I'm going to be by myself. Like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to, you know, pick fights with? So it was. it was definitely very different. But at the same time, you start to realize that you're growing up and you're, you're becoming individuals and independent. And so, um, like I said, there's, there's a process and a progression in life of everything. And just like anything, you just take the good at every moment that you can. And so I would say, looking back at it, you know, it was, it's nice. You look it, like if you ever go back to your life and you see the little mini clips of what your life has consisted of, I'm sure just like anyone, you're like, oh, this was this time where this was great. And then, oh, this happened. But you know what? Something greater came out of it. So I love the fact that you got married. I love the fact that I was the first person that found out about it, even though it was really late. But I was very happy <laughs> for you, regardless. And I, was happy to know that you were happy. And that's the biggest thing for me was knowing that I couldn't be selfish anymore. And it wasn't about me, it was about you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a transition for you, but it
0: was also a transition for me because Lewis knows how close we are. Lewis knows that, you know, even though we moved out we would literally see each other all the time. Or we would try to see each other all the time from moving into the new apartment to, you know, having holidays together to having parties together. And now, you know, like, I love throwing parties. I love doing, like, oh, it's someone's birthday. Come to the house. We're going to cook. We're going to do this and that. And I think it allows our relationship to grow even more because now not only do we have a close relationship from when we live together, but I think now we're more intentional with spending time with each other now that we're adults and we are not in the same place, right? So like building relationships with a lot of people, building relationships with those that have a lot of things in common with us, with other believers is very important. And and it makes you want to be more intentional so that you can continue to have that closeness. And even though <laughs> we moved out I say we, but me and Louis, me and Louis, when we got married, we moved out to a city that was the last city of Broward County and was only like, what, a 45 minute drive from where you guys were living from my parents and from my sister. And now we're an hour away. And even though we're an hour away, like we still see each other. We still take time. To uh, I go to my parents' house, or my sister will come to my house. Um, the picture that we posted on the on the story was a picture literally of this year uh, for my birthday. My sister came over with her boyfriend Nick, and we all had a good time. And I do the same thing with uh, with Lewis's family too, with his brother and sister. We we really have to continue to have the siblings bonding. And to be able to really be intentional with our time so that when you get married, I can still be a part of it and go through that transition with you so that when you have your kids, I can be able to be a significant part when you have, you know, your kids. And I do believe that, like, God has really blessed us because even in that process where we did have our fights and we did have disagreements and we did pull on each other's hair and bite each other and kick each other, like, The best moments were when we made up because what happens is, is that, you know, even though we do fight and we do not have the same, you know, perspective on certain things, like God still allows us to be able to have grace on each other and be able to forgive each other and then continue with the closeness that we have, continue with this relationship that we have. And and again, that's something that I feel like you and I are both very blessed. To be able to understand and recognize that we're close because God is a part of our relationship. We're close because God has allowed us to be able to to show us what true friendship is. Because I can honestly say you're my friend, of course. And, I, and I hope, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say like I hope you feel the same way. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like you're my friend, you're my sister, you're my blood, you're my soul sister. Like you are. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to have your back regardless of the distance, which, thank God, I don't live in another state because that would be even harder. But regardless of the distance, we have each other's back. And that's that's really, really important. I do want to read a verse in the Bible um, because I feel like in every Remix interview, you have to be able to give some type of biblical context to the interview, right? And it's in Matthew 12. I'm going to be reading 46 to 50, and it says... As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. And someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you. And Jesus asked, who is your mother and who is your brothers? And then he pointed to his disciples and said, look at, no, look, these are my brother and these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of God, the will of my father in heaven, is my brother and sister and mother. Okay, And from that verse, it again, it just shows that. Anybody who's in the kingdom of God, anybody who's living in the word of God, anybody who's a believer of Christ and whatever process or or point in your life you are with that relationship you have to establish relationships that are long lasting that are healthy that are close in bonding and that are close like brothers and sisters in christ because that's what you are you know like my sister and i we we're blood sisters but if my sister was not a blood sister i would still have to love her in the same way right lisey
1: exactly
0: um i mean my sister knows a lot of my friends and i can tell you my best friend brandy if she comes over or we have a girls night and my sister's there my sister will treat brandy as if she was one of our sisters and the reason why she does that is because number one she loves her because she's been in the family for a long time at least for me she's been my best friend forever and number two like my sister knows that Brandy is a brother or sister in the family. Brandy is someone that we're praying for. She's someone that knows who Christ is. She's someone that is still in the process in her relationship with Christ, but we're able to build a unity together and we're able to grow together and we're able to continue the Great Commission, which is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all we're saying in this episode. Like, this whole episode was an ability for me and my sister to get together and go back to our old childhood moments and recognize that we really have to be grateful for God, for God allowing us to be able to share these memories, to be able to build this bond, and just to be able to understand that we also have to do the same thing with other people. We also have to love our neighbors. We also have to respect others. We also have to connect with people, whether it's through a Monet business, whether it's through a youth group, whether it's through, um, you know, just family, friends, or neighbors. We have to be able to look, look out for each other and build strong relationships like that, for example, of me and my sister. Alisa, do you want to add anything?
1: No, I think you, <laughs> you said it all. But yes, yeah, definitely true. Like always strong in Christ. It's uh, it's good to go ahead and it. How do I say this? Like, it's it's good to have a foundation, not only as a woman, but have something more than that. So exactly. I think you you hit it right on the nail.
0: Awesome. So Alicia, I, I want to ask you another question. Okay. What advice would you give um, someone who may be listening to this particular interview episode and has a broken relationship with his or her brother, sister, or family member, or friend? What advice would you give them?
1: If their relationship was broken, you said?
0: Yes. If they, maybe they were talking and then they stopped talking, if somebody hurt the other person and they don't want to talk to them anymore, like, what advice would you give them, um... You know with regards to fixing that situation and working it out or or what would you tell them
1: so there's a lot of things i think that um a lot of factors play into this and there's a lot of not only just one thing like you can't just be like oh this is the only one thing that would happen or that would work but i could honestly say that time right time is something that if you were fighting with a significant other or a brother and a sister Um, someone that you really care about and truly love, I would honestly say time. Some people work better when they fix it right away. Some people work better when they have to gather their thoughts. Um, I can definitely say that sometimes when you're um, fighting with a sister or when you're fighting with someone, but sometimes in the moment you don't really gather your thoughts as well. You say things that you may not mean. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need that time to really reflect and really you know, just take it easy, and then be like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry for doing that. But definitely time, definitely. Um, I would say being forgiving and understanding where the other person is coming from, like not only seeing your own viewpoint, but seeing how they also feel and putting yourself in in their shoes. Um, and yeah, I would honestly have to say just a lot of communication, a lot of respect, and. You know, just always reminding that person that you love them no matter what may happen between you guys. Like even if you guys are fighting or even if you guys are going through something, just always let them know. And that if you're going to go ahead and give them space, just let them know, hey, you know what? I know this has happened and I know you may be mad with me or I know that we're not in the right space right now, but I want you to know that I still love you. I still care for you. And I'm still here whenever you're ready. I'm here to talk. I just want to let you know that I miss you and you know just always be positive about everything and just you know that's really good (laughs) advice no
0: I know I know (laughs) um that's really really good advice I was gonna say the same thing I was gonna say just pray and I really like the point you made about thinking of where they're coming from like thinking it from their point of view like trying to think about it like if you were them and you know that happened how would you feel I think that's really important because it's not just time but it's also like checking out like what can I do to see why that relationship is broken and besides prayer letting them know hey when you're ready I'm here I'm ready to forgive you when you're ready I'm ready to talk when you're ready I'm here because I feel like a lot of people they they they're quick to cut the relationship and and they don't take that time to say okay, well, I already passed a time where I'm ready to forgive you and I'm here. And even if that person never forgives you, never calls you back, at least you were able to plant the seed that said, hey, I don't have anything I'm regretting. I forgive you, I love you, and I'm here for you. So that was really good advice, Alicia. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: So before I end the episode, I want to do a fill-in-the-blank because I think this is fantastic, okay? You're going to go first, and then I'm going to go second. The fill in the blank is one of the best things I love about my sister, which is moi, me, (laughs) is blank because blank.
1: Okay? Go. All right. So this is (laughs) – I've always said this, and I know this may sound bad on my part, but I've loved how dedicated – you have always been in everything that you've done, right? So when we used to go to school, I'd always be like, man, if you've ever seen Sister Sister, which is an amazing show of two sisters. You From know the 90s. Have- <laughs> exactly. You know that they have, like, two different uh, personalities. You mm-hmm. have one that she's more like the-, the one who's studying all the time, and she's always doing homework, and she never wants to be bothered. And then you have Tamara, which is, like, The party animal, or the one who doesn't really care so much about things, and she just goes with the flow. So, I always used to say that my sister was Pia, which was the studying sister, because she's always, and everything that she has done, everything that you have done, you've always been so dedicated. Like, whatever it can be, whether it be church, whether it be exercise, whether it be school work, you're always very passionate and dedicated to what you set your mind to. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing because with that, your faith and your hope have always been so high and you've never, regardless of whatever has come your way, if it was something bad or anything like that, you never let that get in the way of you just still being determined and being dedicated to what you want to reach.
0: Oh, thank you, Lisi. That means so much to me. Oh, and Lisi's my, well, Alicia's nickname is Lisi. That's why I, I say that. I know <laughs> some people are like, who the heck is Lisi? She keeps calling her that. That's the nickname I gave her. But uh, But no, thank you so much. You know, it means the world to me that you say that. Because honestly, sometimes I don't want you to feel like I'm putting too much pressure on you. But like when you were younger, you know, we kind of had to give you that extra push and show you you got to keep going. You got to keep doing it. You can't stop. You got to be dedicated, see the goal and do the goal. And it's good that you recognize that because I needed to hear those words today, too. Like with everything going on and, and you know, I just I almost didn't do this interview. <laughs> And and I just I haven't been feeling good, but it's good to know that, you know, you're right. I have to have my faith up. I have to keep saying that regardless of the issue, that God is in control and I'm going to push forward. And regardless of how I feel on the outside, God is on the inside and he can do whatever he wants to do. So if he wants to heal me, he's going to heal me. And if he wants to love on me, he's going to love on me. And and I hope and pray that I continue with that attitude of dedication And I hope and pray that that's something that we pass on to my kids as well in the future. But thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I love you, Alicia. I love you too. All right. So I'm going to fill in the blank. Ready? And don't cry because I already did that. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best things I love about my sister Alicia is she is so caring and she gives from her heart. Because she cares. So my sister has always been a person that will ask you what's going on and she'll listen to you. And if you need anything, she has the the best ear to listen. But she always gives with her heart. She, If she has 50 cents, she'll give you the best gift with 50 cents. If she has $5, she'll give you the best gift with $5. But you're always giving and you're always caring. And sometimes like you... I think you got that from dad where like you always give people two chances, three chances, four chances, five chances, six chances and you you're quick to to keep giving people chances because you care so much about them. And I think that like I said like that's a quality that I think when we were growing up it was just so tender and so nice to know that like no matter what I would say or no matter what we would do like you always cared. And you'd always give me a hug. And you'd always, you know, you'd always be like, I'm here for you. And you always, you always care. And I really do love that because even now, like, oh, my God, I don't want to cry. Even, (laughs) even now, like, you know, you know, I'm working on my fitness and you know that it's been hard with, you know, with my diagnosis of PCOS and infertility. It's been very hard not knowing what's going on with my body, but I try so hard to go to the gym and I try so hard to push myself and I count my days and post it on the, for accountability. And because you care for me, you choose to reply and you choose to say, like, way to go, sis. Good for you. Next time you should do this. I recommend that you take that. You should do this. You should do that. Like, your caring is one of the most genuine, genuineness. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's the most genuine thing um that a person could have and like i really do hope that that is a quality that you continue to have because i feel like that's how god uses you and i feel like for your ministry and for what god chose you to do especially being a teacher being you know that person in the education system people need people want to know their their teachers care for their kids and I feel like you're going to be one of those teachers that you care for those kids so much that you're willing to put in the extra work. You're willing to do the conference calls, do the tutoring, do the after-school appointments. You, like, you're willing to go the extra mile for your kids because you care so much. So I encourage you, and I hope that you continue to allow God to use that quality because it is a beautiful quality that God has put in you. Thank you.
1: I think that's, that that's, I guess a a way of hope you know when you have someone who tells you you know what like I still care for you even though you've done such and such Mm -hmm. or when you care for people and you tell them look you may think that you're not going to be able to do it but yes you are like I think for a lot of people that's what they look for so I'm glad that that is something that God has given me because I honestly say that that has always been a gift that God has given me and for that that's what I put like when you have that passion that care you just try to you know give that off to other people and like you were mentioning of course like I told you that I'm really into fitness but when I saw you and I've seen like every single time that you post about it I'm like yes go for it yes you got this like yes I could see this in you because believing in someone and telling them that they got this even at their worst times like that you need to hear that you then need to mm-hmm. know that you have someone is a good thing
0: Oh, look at us, my sisters. I love this interview. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to say thank you so much, Alicia, for taking the time to do the remix interview. Thank you for being vulnerable, for talking with me, for answering these questions, for talking about everything that we talked about. Um, it was it was such a we're gonna look back at this episode years from now and we're just gonna be like oh my god that's so cute we did that like and people are gonna be listening to us and people's lives are gonna be changed and and people are gonna reach out to you and and I'm just I'm super blessed to have you as my little sister if I could pick anybody in the world I would only pick you to be my sister <laughs> and Aww. and that has nothing to do with my other sister which is my sister in law because I love my sister in law but it, it's just like. You, honestly, I am who I am today because of who you are and because of the fact that I'm an older sister because you were born. So I give all the honor and glory to God for allowing me to be your
1: sister. That means a lot to me. Same here.
0: (laughs) All right. So this episode's challenge is going to be very simple. It's basically pray for my little sister Alicia and her ministry and her job. I want to see God open the doors and allow her to be able to be the teacher that she wants to be. Um, We're going to pray for you so that God can allow that to happen. I know it is obviously difficult with the pandemic, but I know God can do all things and he's going to be able to do that for you. And you're going to excel in your ministry. Um, If you want to go check her out because you're interested in her Monet, because you're interested in her story, because you want to build a relationship with her, her Instagram handler or name is at underscore Ali Rivers. That's at underscore A L I R I V E R S. And we're going to have her information also in the description. So uh, definitely Send her an email if you just want to be friends with her. You know, if you heard the podcast, if you just want to be your friend, like she's a great friend. You're going to get somebody who's caring, who loves the Lord and who wants to be able to push you in whatever season you're in. So definitely check her out also on Instagram. So Alicia, again, I want to say thank you so much. I love you so much from the bottom of my heart. And, and I appreciate this relationship that we have. And I know that God has so many more things in store for you personally, but also in store for our relationship.
1: I feel the same way. I love you. I hope that I'll, this was, you know, I want to say thank you (laughs) for having me here. Um, anytime you need me, I'm there. I'm always there to support you. Um, But thank you again for having me. I hope that this was very helpful to many listeners out there. Mm -hmm. And like she had mentioned, if you ever need a friend, if you ever want to talk, if you ever want to just, you know, you need something to do because during this pandemic, it's hard and you want money. And like I said, you want financial freedom and just to work on your Wi-Fi, hit me up. I'm willing to, you know, go ahead and build more people. But um, thank you for having me again i love you i love you too
0: thank you and thank you to all our listeners have a wonderful day if you enjoyed listening to this podcast follow us on facebook and instagram at the remix movement for more updates send us a dm with your feedback questions and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future
1: episodes thank you and god bless